All right, guys, welcome back to the Discount Property Investor Podcast. This is your host, excuse me, David Dodge. My partner, Mike Slane, is out in the field today. So I will be hosting this episode of the Discount Property Investor Podcast. If you are new to real estate investing and or wholesaling, check out our free wholesale course at freewholesalecourse.com. Learn the basics of how to buy properties at a discount. Remember, folks, you make your money when you buy. However, you get paid when you sell. But all the money is made in the beginning when you buy. Wholesaling is a great way to learn how to buy properties at a discount. So today, I am joined by Keith Rogers. Hello, Keith. How are you, sir? Man, I'm doing great. Thank you for having me. All right. Good deal. So I was connected with Keith through one of the mastermind groups that I'm involved with. And I'm excited to have Keith on the show today. Keith is doing some pretty cool stuff with seller financing to build wealth. But before we get into that, Keith, tell us a little bit about how you got started investing in real estate. What was the driving factor that said it? That said, all right, you know, or that you said to yourself, all right, this is, you know, what I want to start doing full time real estate investing. You know, since I was a little kid, I enjoyed uh, working with my hands and doing things like that. So there was a little bit of a passion involved in just wanting to remodel homes. And uh, I was shoved into that reality in 2002 when um, I bought a franchise, a We Buy Ugly Houses franchise um, in so you, Lubbock, Texas. So you did buy one of the franchises? I did. Cool, cool. Uh, I, I started, I started the one in uh, Lubbock, Texas in 2002, and uh, that was, uh, I was uh, kind of forced into doing that because uh, I had been uh, all my career in the high-tech business, and of course, we all know about the bubble that burst in 2001, uh, so I just started trying to pursue my passion instead of a paycheck in 2002. Okay, so that was in 2002? Yeah, and, and so from there, um, took a little bit different course. Uh, I owned that company for three years. Uh, I ran into some gentlemen during that process that had something amazing going in owner finance. Uh, they were just doing a, a great job here in Texas, and um, uh, we really had a synergy between the, two, uh, between the three of us, and uh, they hired me to come and run and expand their business and uh, within uh, four years uh, we had expanded that business to 13 different states we had trained 60 people how to find properties for us and we were creating um, uh, about 150 seller finance notes a month uh, wow that's a lot of notes a month man 150 of that that is a lot of notes. I was overseeing all the buying and the training and um, the whole acquisition process and even the sales process. So uh, I cut my teeth um, in We Buy Ugly Houses, but I learned uh, everything that I know about seller financing from that company. And uh, in 2009, I started um, doing that on my own for my own private investors. And so um, I create portfolios of uh, owner finance notes and uh, use investor money to do that. So let's talk a little bit about um, 
seller financing and notes. So when you say seller financing, what goes through my head is I go out on an appointment and I get a property under contract with the seller. And part of our agreement is that I'm going to either pay them all or a portion of the money at a later time. But I'm not giving them necessarily, I'm not buying the house in, outright in cash, or I'm not going to a bank or a private lender or a hard money lender to get the money. I'm just basically working with the seller and they are going to be the bank. Okay. So are you, do, is that, was that, am I getting this right when you say seller financing? Because you keep saying notes. So I'm getting confused. That's, that's correct. So uh, I, Thank you for, for uh, trying to get this straight. Uh, we have done a lot of that in the past, but that is not what I'm alluding to when I talk about my business model. So my business model is that literally we buy the house. Um, uh, I've done it multiple ways in the past, but we buy the house either with um, a, a bank financing, or we buy it with cash from investors, or we buy it with partial cash from investors and partial bank financing. But that's so you guys uh, are the buying the houses then. So so then are you absolutely? So then you're selling the homes. That's right. On we the are selling so the, the seller financing the, is actually you offering it, not you asking for it. So this is interesting, and I'm really glad that we're having this conversation today, Keith. Because I know, I know very little about the selling. I've actually done a few deals where I've bought the house and I've sold them always to a retail buyer though. When I've done seller financing, right. I've been to a retail buyer. And basically I'll give them, you know, six months to a year. Basically it's like, you know, it's very short term. I've right. bought in homes on seller financing as well. And it's the opposite. In that rate, I need five to 10 years and typically I'm going to need them to finance at least 50%, if not a hundred percent. So you're doing That's something right. completely different from my two strategies. Is that correct? That, that is correct. And, Man, and where awesome. I, fill me in where, on, on what you, on what you're doing. I'm so curious. Yeah. So, so literally uh, we, we own the house. So uh, my business model at first was to buy all the houses in cash. And so I used investor money and created these things in partnerships and use that money to buy the house. And then um, we create an owner finance note, which is usually a 15 year note. Uh, we did some up to 20 years, but generally we want to stay in the 15 year or less note. Um, the buyers that are buying our home, uh, homes generally have damaged credit uh, and often worse than that. Uh, we try are to they get retail large... buyers or are they investors? Oh, they're all retail buyers. So these are all occupied. retail buyers. They're owner occupants. Absolutely. Okay. Absolutely. These are people that cannot qualify through the normal chains, whether it's through a bank loan or a mortgage company, and they're looking for secondary financing. And so these are credit risk. And so uh, our interest rates are commiserate to that, and they're regulated by by law what we can charge um, and we have to do a, a, a true mortgage just in the same sense that any mortgage company would be and uh, and uh, we create an owner finance note get approximately 10% down uh, sometimes even more depending on the client 
and uh, we hold that note. Um, so you guys are servicing create, the loan too? Yes, we are. Very yes, cool. Yes, we are. Interesting. So you guys, and, you guys have basically built yourself um, a, a, like you know, a mortgage investment bank. That's exactly right. That's why I call uh, – Keith, you're cutting out on me, bud. Oh, there you go. Oh, oh did I in. lose you? There you go. Oh, yeah, I'm you're sorry. right. We feel, we feel it's far more beneficial to own the note. I'd rather own the note than let the bank own the note. Uh, there's a reason that the banks are, are, are uh, very successful, and we want a part of that. And so um, we create a yield. You know, uh, there is there's a number of different ways to do this. We have models where we can teach how to do that on stuff that's close to retail price when we buy it. Uh, some things that are at 80% LTV when we buy um, or um, stuff that I've been buying and creating in small towns for many, many years that we're at 50% um, uh, markups on some of this stuff. So, um, what do you mean 50% markups on the, on the, on the, on the, on the price of the property or? Yes. So yes. not only so, are you guys selling the property at a higher price than you could sell to other people, but then you guys are charging an, an, a higher rate too. So this is a profit center in both ways. Well, yeah, let me clarify one of those things. Uh, we still, we still sell the property uh, at the exact same amount that we would to a retail buyer. Okay. Um, but our interest rate is higher. Got it. Got so, it. So, so you're a saying normal your yield, your yield is fifty percent higher from what somebody would have. So, like my credit score, I just looked at it yesterday. Is it's eight fifteen, so I can yeah. get a pretty cheap mortgage, and I have about forty eight of them already. And you would, uh, you would never be my customer ever. Right. <laughs> right. So my interest rates are you know mid fours, you know high That's fours, right. low fives. However, if my credit score was, let's say, 520, would that work for you guys? Yes. Uh, typical credit scores for us range at the very low to about 525, uh, but most of them are in the fives, uh, in five, 550, sure. 560, something along those lines. Uh, they have had uh, an incident, often a divorce or something, medical bills, something that have really damaged they cannot qualify other than us. They want to be homeowners. And also by putting these things on 15-year mortgages, uh, and we stay in the cheaper side of the mortgages, most of the mortgages or all of the mortgages that I write are uh, the sales prices are $200,000 and less, and most of them are under $100,000. Okay. But uh, a typical scenario for us is that I buy a house uh, pretty much kind of uh, from a wholesale standpoint, I, I'll buy a house at, at uh, 50 cents on the dollar. I'll do some rehab work to that. And I'll have, uh, once I create that note, I'll have about a uh, 66 to 70% LTV in that note. So not only do, I, do we reap the benefit of the higher interest rate, we're also re reaping the, the difference we've created from the from the fix you know, and flip. The, the fix and flip. Exactly. So you're not realizing so, those profits right away, though. You're realizing them later, right? That is exactly right. So that's got that's a good tax advantage you got going on there too. That's pretty cool. Yeah. That's very interesting. So Keith, what 
so whenever I'm all right, so I do two things mainly in my business. We're really three. We do a lot of fix and flips. We do a lot of wholesaling. And over the last year, we've started acquiring rentals. And I have about, actually, as of yesterday, I have 45 online, meaning they're rented and cash flowing. I got about eight or nine more, I think nine as of yesterday, that we're rehabbing to put into that portfolio. And we always have a couple um, rehabs going at the same time. So with that being said, my strategy uh, with the rentals is the Burr strategy. You know, I, I have yes. private lenders that lend me money. I go, I buy the house, like you said, at 50, 60, maybe 70 cents on the dollar, depending on the neighborhood. Um, I increase the value by rehabbing the home. And then um, I get it rented. I refinance everything out. You know, our goal is zero. Sometimes we'll have to leave one or 2,000 in. Sometimes we can walk with one or 2,000, but we typically don't like to walk with any more than that, even if the bank says, hey, you can get 10 grand. We just, there's no reason to, you know, borrow that money when it's just less equity and a less payment and a higher cash flow, so on and so forth. So what I'm getting to with all this mumble jumbo here is that I'm borrowing the money to buy it and then I'm refinancing it. So basically I'm borrowing the money again to pay off that first loan. It's all borrowed the entire time. So how are you guys getting the money to buy the home, rehab the home, and then create the note and lend it out? I mean, all along that process, money's owed, just like in my process. It is. All right. So it depends. And I, as I talked about before, there are three different ways that, that we do this, depending on the situation. The, where I cut my teeth and I learned from that company was an investor model where we created a partnership, brought investors in on that, and they actually own uh, the notes that I create. I, um, uh, I do a partnership agreement with these investors on these notes where I receive a percentage of the interest over the life of that mortgage. So. Um, I have created these partnerships for, for their benefit and for mine, but just to talk about my benefit is, uh, as of uh, today, we own hundreds and hundreds of notes that I participate in those notes, and I have zero money that, uh, no debt service whatsoever. Wow, that's really interesting. Uh, that's really interesting. And, and so... They own those. I have the right to the interest uh, without having any uh, debt service. And for somebody like myself, that helps me to sleep at night. I don't worry about debt. Uh, we have millions upon millions upon millions of dollars of acting or working capital with no debt service. Uh, so, um, so that's just one way that we teach that. But I want to go back real quickly to one thing. Sure. I know very very well that you you probably have a listener base that um, a lot of those people I don't know the percentage but a lot of those people work off of a wholesale model and I think that's fantastic but what I'm proud of you for doing is understanding that it can't all be wholesale so I look at seller financing as a for me it's the primary tool in my toolbox but for other people, it may be a secondary tool in right. their toolbox, but it needs to be in that toolbox. It does. Right? I agree. You need, to, 
You need to understand that in the same way that you are taking homes and making rentals so you will have a long-term uh, income uh, because there is no guarantee that wholesaling continues. We may have a change and you have to have something, some diversification uh, to, in order to be really good at what we do in our business. And so that's the same way that, um, that I think about seller financing is I, I own a rental portfolio as well. I diversify that way as well. Uh, but for me, uh, I don't like answering the phone as much. I don't like fixing things as much. I don't like paying taxes. I don't like paying insurance. I don't like remodeling a house after somebody's torn it up. So, so all those things. And one last thing with seller finance, I know exactly how much we're going to make for these years to come. It is not dependent upon vacancy or uh, markets. This, this mortgage is locked in and uh, that helps tremendously to raise money uh, and uh, to look at your, um, at your future in a more confident way. I love it, man. I'm interested to learn more about this, Keith. This is, this is pretty awesome. So Keith, what is, so you, you, you're doing a lot. You got a bunch of states that you guys are covering. Um, how does it work whenever you, so like with me, I market and spend a lot of money on my marketing and I teach and I have students that I teach how to also market to find off market deals at a discount so they can buy those houses. And then we primarily teach them how to wholesale because it's simple. However, yeah. that's not the only exit. And oftentimes, the highest and best use of that isn't that exit. Putting it into a rental portfolio or rehabbing and flipping that property or buying it, rehabbing it, selling it on a lease option. I have a guy in my building that has 150 houses that, um, that he owns and, and he lease options every one of them out. Um, so there's so many different strategies. How, how are you doing it? But my point is, is that I'm doing this in my backyard, right? All my marketing is basically within That's a 30 right. mile radius. How are you able to do it amongst all the, across the country? That, that to me is uh, very intriguing. Well, okay. So to be more specific. So remember I went out on my own, so I do not work at that company anymore. That is a nationwide Okay, company. I got you. So um, at the time, and, you were training people in right. all these other areas, right, Roger? But you weren't actually right. buying the houses. Okay, I, I'm sorry. I, I, I was confused. I thought that you were yeah. doing something differently. Okay, no so, problem at all. Interesting. So I trained those 60 people to look and find and procure our kind of homes in 13 different states. Got but in okay. 2009, I left that and I only operate in Texas. Texas is a wonderful property state to operate uh, this kind of deal. Plus, it's a non-judicial foreclosure state. So there are some states, depending on where you are and where you're listening, that I probably would uh, advise you possibly not to do this. Roger. Because of the, so tell the me a little bit more about right. the non-judicial foreclosure. Sure. So Texas being a non-judicial foreclosure state, which means that we don't go through the court process. We go through the county clerk's 
in order to take back a house if somebody stops paying me. Uh, so there are other states that you have to actually go in front of a judge. That is a much longer scenario, and during that time, you are not getting your house back. Um, the people can just sit in your house and not, uh, not give you things. That's one of the advantages to rentals is it's a much shorter curve Got if somebody stops, stops paying you. In Texas, we can do this in about four, four and a half months depending on how diligent you are. Mm -hmm. um, but so we would definitely, if somebody called me to coach them, one of the first things that we would look at would be um, the redemption rights and the foreclosure laws in their states. And I would be direct with them and tell them, I wouldn't do this or yes, you're in a great place to do this. Um, so I, I think that's where we would start. Uh, I am very familiar with most states. There are some that I would have to look up and just decide, but there's only the two different ways to do it. So it's not, it's not complicated, uh, but we, we teach part of that process as well. Um, and then, and, and to go back one last thing, this model really works good for people that wholesale really is a great uh, combination with wholesalers in the sense that if you're always wholesaling and always wholesaling, um, you're susceptible to a downturn. So what, what I advise my clients to do is, is if, if you're wholesaling 10 houses a month, let's, let's keep two of those. Let's keep three of those houses. Let's, let's keep a percentage. Maybe you want to keep one of them for a rental. Maybe you want to keep one for a seller finance and maybe you want to pay all your bills and all your, employees and stick a little bit of money in your pocket uh, off of the other eight. That's, that's a great scenario. It's a little bit for today. It's a little bit for tomorrow. I like um, that. A, a great diversification. So that's where most of my clients are coming to. They're seeing that type of application really work for them. I like it. Well, speaking of your clients and, and your coaching, tell us a little bit more about your coaching program. How could somebody reach out or learn more for, about what you're doing? Sure. Um, you know, I, I have wholesaled. I have rented. Uh, I have a portfolio of rentals, seller financing. I've, I've run large companies, small companies. So really, I really believe that my coaching is a little bit about that I'm, I'm there to handle a lot of the real estate questions, not just seller finance. That is my expertise. Uh, and I also... Um, believe in really helping people just in their daily lives as well. So we spend a lot of time talking about, um, you know, their daily lives outside of work as well. And I enjoy that side of the business very much. So, um, so anybody can find me on own the note.com. Own the note.com. All right. Own the note.com. Uh, or they can, uh, email me directly at own the note at gmail.com. So ownthenote.com or ownthenote at gmail.com. And this is coming straight from Keith Rogers, everybody. So Keith, you are the king of seller financing, man. I think that's super cool. I'm going to check out your website later on today. You have a lot of information to share, and I'm sure you probably have quite a few students that you're working with right now. Yeah, so... Uh, I, I'm adding students all the time, working with them, trying to shorten their learning curve as fast as possible. I don't intend, 
when I coach, my, my intention is to make sure that they get the information they need. I don't want to spread them out over years. I want to get them the information they can go on down the road. Man, I think that's awesome. Well, everybody, check out Keith Rogers, ownthenote.com, or you can email him directly, ownthenote at gmail.com. Keith, thank you so much for coming on the show today. Any departing words for us? I believe in a model you just keep adding, just keep adding. And one day you wake up and you've got something really special. Man, I love that. One of my favorite quotes is consistent, persistent action. Three words, man. And it means so much. All right, guys. Thanks for listening. Keith, thanks for joining us today. Thanks for sharing some information and teaching us a little bit about seller financing. We look forward to connecting with you. Guys, don't forget the best way to get a deal is off-market direct to the seller. Regardless, if you're wholesaling, you need to learn how to market and get these deals direct. We have a free wholesale course. Don't forget, check it out, freewholesalecourse.com. Until next time, guys, we are signing off. Thanks for listening.